Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we're going to talk about dealing with people and improving your networking strategy, all so you can improve your professional life or job search. That's right. It's time to win friends and influence people. And for today's show, I brought on the best guest possible for this topic. Scott Whitaker is a director for the Diocese of Austin, where he's in charge of fundraising, development, and communication in a diocese with over 3 million Catholics. I actually met Scott by recommendation of his wife, who gave a talk for an organization that I volunteer for. I will always advocate for meeting people online, but when it comes to networking, referrals, volunteering, and in-person events still have their place today in the business world. The reason Scott's on the show today is because he's a great networker and communicator, and he is a living example of how to respectfully deal with other people in a world that values money and fighting your way to the top. So today we'll touch upon what it's like working in the nonprofit world, and most importantly, we'll cover how to deal with people in your networking approach. So let's launch right into it. This is the Career Warrior Podcast. All right, Scott, how are you doing today? Hey, Chris, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. It's great to have you on the show. And I just wanted to cover the the nonprofit angle just because it's something we've never um, really touched upon in our podcast. Why Why do you choose nonprofit and how is life typically different than the, uh, the corporate world? Yeah, great, great question. I think this is one of those uh, questions where people don't really... Uh, uh, at least in years past, don't really think about working uh, in a nonprofit setting. Um, you know, maybe it's not for me. Uh, obviously, <laughs> there's no money involved in the nonprofit section. That could be <laughs> that could be it. That could be the driving uh, force. Uh, but for me, really, I'm uh, because I, I work for the the church. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a passion for me that I have for my faith. Exactly. A, a number of nonprofits. There's all kinds of. If you have passion for the poor, you have passion for. Uh, water wells in Africa, uh, really, the, the, there's really unlimited number of uh, nonprofits to, uh, to work for. So, but really, it's about that passion and that belief in um, what you're doing. And of course, I'm in fundraising and development. So, uh, I'm all about asking for the gift, and maybe that gift turns directly back into, uh, into ministry or to work uh, for something good. So it's a very important thing for us to, to do for those that are considering something in the nonprofit sector. And you've been doing this for like, what, 17 years, correct? Working with the church? Uh, yeah. So I've got over a 20 year career in nonprofit uh, wow. management, 17 here locally in Austin at the, at the Diocese of Austin. So really the, 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 the changes over the last 20 years have just <laughs> really been incredible to watch and, and see. Yeah. And it's been, been fun to be a part of that. Yeah. That's I can only imagine. I've uh, helped work on a few nonprofit resumes in the past, and uh, I I would say it's not the most common resume because I think people still are applying for those those uh, uh, profit for profit corporate positions. But I just was so blown away in, um, by his his passion and like why he chose to be a nonprofit, and um, it it definitely was a different resume. I I would say and. Um, we focused a lot on his why and the reason why he was so passionate about the the things that he was involved with. So I just think it's cool how you said like for you, it's, um, you know, for you, your passion comes from like, it's, it's like your faith and like, it's something that's, it's deeply ingrained in you. So that's your drive to be involved uh, with the diocese right now. So 
great. Where have you used networking and um, really dealing with people in your in your past or even your current position? Yeah, that's a it's another great question, Chris. I mean, over the years, I've uh, you know I've tried to network and use a lot of our uh, associations, um, the Association of Fundraising Professionals. In our in our case, we have a couple of religious uh, networking groups that we uh, that we use. Um, I really take those, I think those groups seriously. I mean, I think that's a great place to network, uh, to grow in the work that you do, to learn from, from others. Uh, one thing that's very interesting, I think, is um, I think for the most part, nonprofits might differ a little bit from the corporate world in the sense that we're certainly not sharing names of donors. Okay. We all have a very similar kind of passion for the work that we do. So, if we can all get better at annual appeals or direct mail or online giving or giving days, we're, we all want to do it because that's important for the nonprofit sector that oh, yeah. give away their resources to support the programs and ministries that, that we all work for, that, we all, that we're all so passionate about. But, you know, I'm in fundraising and development, so it, it is all about relationship. It's all about people. It's all about getting to know people. And so I just don't think we can overemphasize that enough. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, this has been really great so far. I do have a couple of mini questions here. What are some lessons you have learned uh, within your experience, especially with dealing with people? And um, then we'll cover your philosophy in a second here. Yeah, I I, I still, I think one of the things that uh, I think you and I may have talked about before is um, being kind and generous and and open-minded and have an open heart, be a good listener uh, I think is something that's important for people to uh, to still continue to do today. And when you're when you're together with people in a groups, or when you're networking, or you're or you're we're in the the job seeking world, um, make sure you do the. I mean, maybe I call them the intangibles. Uh, right. We talked about writing a handwritten note, uh, making sure that you're following up with people the right way. You know, don't ghost people and just not show up for interviews and things like that. So those are all kind of the extra intangibles that I think are very important for people to maintain solid quality relationships with people. I think one thing that I wish I told myself, I think this is like back when I started my whole networking game. Um, but when I first was really applying for those jobs, I think I was in my, you know, early twenties and I saw networking as this thing to where I had to show up to an event. I had to get something out of it, you know, right away. And, um, it caused me to just be a little bit too, I guess, outcome dependent, um, in my mindset. So I I think what you're talking about here actually is the antidote for that, which is you got to show up, like show kindness, like listen to the actual conversations in, in ways to where you're not trying to take advantage of someone or a situation. And I would never say that someone's trying to do it consciously, but, um, I think a lot of the times we're just, especially in networking situations where we just have to get something out of it. So, yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, stay, don't, don't have the agenda. I think that's a great point, Chris, to really think about, um, think about that the, that the person you're talking to or you're visiting with, or you're trying to get a job interview with, uh, you know, that they're a person, they're a person with real issues, real concerns and real challenges in their, in their work life and maybe even in their personal life. And so being, you know, open and kind and generous and thoughtful, uh, you know, those are right. You know, those are key key points to make sure that you understand that the person you're talking to is a real person too. Right. I guess I'll kind of loop it back to your uh, networking philosophy. But what what is that philosophy in dealing with people? If you can boil it down, one of the things that I when I when I talk to uh, people kind of entering 
the career, um, certainly in the nonprofit world, just kind of the work that I'm in, but maybe you could even say this for the, for the, the corporate world as well. Uh, but I think one of the things that I like to do is be patient with what you're trying to do. Um, sometimes that oppor- those opportunities are going to reveal themselves over a time period that's really not on your timetable. Right. Um, uh, another example might be is that a lot of you, you're coming out of college as an example, you're a job seeker and you know, you're, you're looking for that upper level management job in a nonprofit uh, that you really, really like. And, uh, and, and what do you mean? You're, you're not going to pay me at this level. I'm not going to get these level of responsibilities. So sometimes you have to work toward those uh, long-term outcomes that you do. And so sometimes you might get lucky. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, right? Where <laughs> you might get that job or you might get that great paying job with a lot of responsibility. But I think patience is very important for, you know, some job seekers today is that uh, keep doing the work that you're doing, keep networking, keep your resume up, yeah, uh, keep working in those areas. And over a period of time, that, that job, that career change, those things will be revealed to you over a period of time. And so uh, just being patient through the process, I think is an important thing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so important. And I, I can't emphasize it enough. It's just like, people want that outcome like tomorrow. And I'm, I'm speaking from experience. I've, I've been so on fire about something, whether it's been, you know, career related or, or something. And I've, I want it to all happen tomorrow. And, and patience is, it is, I think the answer to that, but also easier said than done because we have like all these physiological things going inside of us that say like, you got to get it done. But I, I, should, I can't agree enough with you that like, you have to remind yourself that sometimes, especially the, the biggest changes in your life, whether it's like a career transition, they definitely take some time. Um, oftentimes they do take a lot of time. Yeah. And I get sometimes you don't have the time. I mean, sometimes there have been job changes or shifts at your company or wherever you may be. And uh, so, yeah, maybe you're, maybe you're out of job and you need to, uh, you need to find something pretty quickly. And, you know, I think that's okay too. It's probably okay to think about in terms of being patient, even in that in that sense, um, in preparing yourself for and being always prepared for the possibility yeah. that that might happen. Are you doing the right things leading up to that point for that possibility too? Right. Um, in your business world, Scott, where do most of your connections come from? Do they typically tend to be cold connections where you're reaching out to people or are they warm connections where someone might introduce you to someone you need to meet? Yeah. For, for me, I, I, it's really a lot of the warm connections. You know, it's, it's usually someone that I know someone that I've had a conversation with, even going back to what we talked about earlier in the, yeah. in the podcast of building that network up, always be thinking about uh, another opportunity, uh, always be thinking about who do I know that might be in this other nonprofit sector that I'm looking at, or uh, just really keeping in touch with a lot of people and, and staying warm uh, with, yeah. with the network. I think it's very important to do that. Um, you just you just always know that there are other there are other jobs or other career paths that are out there, and if you're always kind of presenting yourself in that way, that that uh, that you're almost available in a way, if that makes sense, uh, mm-hmm. it's important that you kind of keep those conversations uh, going and keep them warm. So, absolutely, I think it's an important thing to do. So, I, I've had I don't have a lot of success with with cold calls, even in my job it's as a tough. fundraiser. <laughs> I just you know. Uh, calling someone up on the phone and saying, Hey, I know you're yeah. wealthy. We'd like to give to the uh, church today. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't always work that way. <laughs> I can promise you. 
it's I, I like I'm so glad I had you on this podcast because I imagine like fundraising is like I I don't even wouldn't even know where to start with that. I imagine it's one of has to be one of the more difficult things um, in terms of like networking and like reaching out and, and connecting with people. So it's in a, in a way it almost feels like the the least common denominator. Like if you can do this, you can do any other kind of networking. So <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. But that's awesome. Just to, I'll I'll pick into that just one more time. The so you reach out to people typically warm, uh, so you have connections already or connections that have already been fostered in the past. Um, what other advice would you give to really making sure that you're you're keeping those connections warm? Yeah, I I like to encourage uh, at least people that I work with that are you know seeking jobs in the nonprofit sector is to really um, spend time thinking about what you're passionate about. Yeah. Um, really, really know who you are. And, uh, I like to kind of keep a list personally of, uh, things that are important to me. So, um, when I think about what I'm doing personally in my own, in my own life, you know, I look at things like, I really like Austin. So I want to stay in Austin. That's kind of a non-negotiable. Uh, I love my faith. I want to work for the Catholic church. So right. that's kind of a non-negotiable for me. Um, I don't want to travel. Uh, because I have a lot of kids at home and yeah. I coach their teams and I love being a part of their life and I want to be there for them. That's, that's very important to me. So I, I always try to keep those things in mind. So even as someone like me, who's a little further in their career, um, if there was a shift or a change in something that, that occurred in my life, you know, those are things that I want to be able to, to, to look at and say, you know, if, if, these are things that are important to me. I'm going to, I'm going to stay with those. And, and those yeah. things are going to change. They're going to change a little bit over time as your life moves on, as sure. your life progresses on, as your career moves on. But I think having a healthy conversation every year about what are those and what's important to you is yeah. uh, something that I do. And I would encourage your listeners to do as well. Hey guys, just want to take a quick pause here to talk about an opportunity for all of you to engage on LinkedIn and boost your job search. Go to your LinkedIn and share your favorite episode and tag me in that post. This month, I'm choosing my favorite posts and selecting one person to help with their resume and their job search. I'll give you a personal video call and some tools necessary to land that dream job. Just go on LinkedIn, share your favorite episode and tag me. Let me know why it's your favorite episode. Heck, I'll probably comment no matter what. I'm Chris Villanueva, CPRW. I'll post my LinkedIn in the description so you can follow me. All right, that's it for now. Unpause and enjoy the rest of the episode. I came to the recent realization that like music and creativity is is been a big part of my life. And I know it's, it's kind of funny. It was like after 28 years, I should have realized that a long time ago. Um, but like I hadn't... I hadn't really immersed myself in it as much as I had in, um, in the past. And I really miss that. So I think like music and creativity is something that I personally, like I need to start meeting more people who are music minded like me, um, who are creative and who I can spin ideas off of and brainstorm because eventually I think like it's, it's going to lead towards a more fulfilling life. If you're surrounding yourself with people who have those common interests or who have those non-negotiables like you're talking about, like also in mind. I just think that's such a good point is, is just the, the concept of actually sitting down and being conscious of like, what are some things for you that are so important that I would love to surround myself with other people. 
Like it's, it shouldn't just be willy nilly, but something that you actually put your time into thinking about. Yeah. So, yeah. And if I, I think that's a great point, Chris, something that I would even add to that is uh, looking at who is a, a, maybe a mentor in your life. Uh, someone who is, uh, I like to say, you know, 10 years ahead of you to think yeah. about what are, what are they doing? What are, what's going on in their life? What's important to them? And I think that's a great way for you to, to make sure that you're thinking about 10 years ahead. Uh, what, what, what does the, the Scott 10 years ahead uh, look like? What's in, what's Love in that. me? Uh, and to, I think you had a great point is what am I doing right now to think about the Scott 10 years from now? Um, yeah. What am I doing? What, what do I enjoy doing? You know, is it in your case, is it creativity? Is it art? Is it music? Uh, those are things kind of even beyond your job, but it also creates another network for you uh, to be involved in to be, and to be engaged in. So it's a great point. I like that a lot. That's amazing. Do you have a mentor? Um, I do. I do. Actually, um, he is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. Uh, he's about 15 years ahead of me. He is a, a Catholic fundraiser. And so I, uh, I, from time to time, we'll get connected on the phone. We'll share ideas. We'll talk about what he's doing there locally, but we'll also talk about what, you know, what's going on in his life because I look at him and see, you know, what is that next stage of life for me? Uh, personally at home, raising kids, being with my wife, what does that look like? Uh, yeah. We go forward. So it's a great way to kind of share ideas and bounce ideas off of each other as well. Um, and the other thing, because we work for the church, we also have spiritual directors. So a lot of people uh, provide spiritual direction right. in your life. And, and it's like a mentor, uh, but it's another way, but it's really focusing on your own faith and how you're growing in your faith as well. So sure. whatever that is, whoever that may be in your life, I think it's important that is, you know, it's, it's, it's a spiritual director. Is it a mentor? Is it a, is it a, a close friend that you can still kind of network with? And, uh, and so I, I would probably say that that might be the first person that I call if there's a job change for me is to say, Hey, this happened. What do you think? Any ideas? And any advice? Yeah. He knows me well enough to be able to say, Hey, let me call a couple of people for you. Yeah. That's really the kind of person you want on your team that you want on your side. That's awesome. And how did you meet your, your mentor? Um, how did I meet him? Mm -hmm. So, uh, (laughs) Going back to the same, so some of those conferences that I used to go to, some of those networking uh, conferences where I went to go learn. Uh, oh, that's awesome. We just connected there yeah. and we were able to uh, create a friendship and be able to um, you know, grow and learn from each other. And so at least once a year, we're together uh, in person, face-to-face. Yeah. Uh, that's another great thing with technology today. You can, you can be face-to-face every day if you wanted to, um, you know, either FaceTiming or or checking in on, on anything from that standpoint. So, uh, but it was a great opportunity where we met and we created a friendship and I actually have three or four people like that around the country that, um, that I've met and they're really important to me and they're really important to my own career. And they're they're for me, they're important to my faith life too. That's awesome. Scott, I think you're a true model for how people should be connecting with other people. I think just so many people are doing it wrong, but the last 10 minutes have just been very, I think, eye-opening for a lot of people who are probably listening to this right now on like, what is a, what is a truly good way to network? And I think networking, once again, it's one of my least favorite words. It's, it's something I have to use just for the sake of conciseness, but the, the, what another podcast guest, the way you put it was just replace networking with building authentic human connections. And I think that's exactly what you've done 
talking about your your past mentors and talking about how you reach out to people for fundraising and things like that. So that's beautiful, man. One more question before I ask about how we can find out more about you is, so let's say someone's applying for a job um, for you right now. Let's say you're actually looking and reviewing their application. What are some things that you actually look for? And on that regard, what advice would you have for just a job seeker coming to you to apply for a job? Yeah. You know, what's, what's interesting for me that uh, a few of the recent resumes that I've actually uh, looked at for a couple of jobs, um, just make sure you're applying for the right job <laughs> with, the, with the right <laughs> skills. It, it's, it really is amazing. There's, a, there's so many people, and maybe it's because there's a lot of job seekers, but uh, they're really trying to make this real remote connection with, with the thing that you're doing. Read the job description uh, pay particular attention to elements within the job description and really make sure your resume reflects those issues. So if I'm looking for someone to run an annual appeal for a nonprofit, uh, I want that resume to be able to say, I have worked with printers and designers and direct mail houses, and I've written letter copy that, are, that, that reflects some of the, the needs that are important to this particular nonprofit. Okay. Those are things that I'm going to connect with right away because those are things that are really, truly connected to the job that I'm looking for. So really read the job description and really, yeah. really make sure that you're connecting your resume with that. Let me, let me ask you something though. Like what if I haven't worked for an annual appeal in the past or this is a tough question because I get a lot of people who are like career transitioners who want a specific job. They just haven't had the experience before, but how how would I convey to you that this is something that I feel qualified doing and something that I, I'm truly passionate about, but I just haven't had that specific experience before. Yeah. I I think we forget a lot of times that uh, perhaps volunteering is a great way. If you volunteered somewhere that may have some of those similar skills that are transferable. Uh, I, I like to say that at least in the fundraising world, there's a, there's a lot of great transferable skills. Um, so maybe in your other job, you were a project manager. Talk about how you can manage a project over a period of time. It may not have been for an annual appeal as an example, uh, but something that I would be interested in is can you handle multiple jobs and multiple tasks at the same time? Right. So I think make sure that you also use, if you don't have direct experience in terms of what that particular job is looking for, uh, I would still recommend to really look for items in the job description that you're currently doing in a job and make sure that they match up. Project management is, you know, is, is another one that I think is a good one. So make sure that you try to find those connections that are, that are as closely related as possible. Uh, if, you're a, you know, if you're in a marketing job, you're looking at getting into a, an, into a fundraising job or into the nonprofit, really speak about what it is that you did, particularly in that marketing career. Maybe something that is very specific to that uh, I launched a campaign for a particular product and it went out on these various vehicles and social media and so forth. So, um, yeah, spend some time on that and making sure that you're trying to really connect with those, um, with those elements. It's good. Awesome. Well, Scott Whitaker, you've been an awesome guest. Any final words of advice for job seekers? So going back to what we said earlier, I I'd say be patient, uh, be open to new possibilities and trying new things. Uh, and then for the newer job seekers, really be patient and knowing that you, you may not be senior VP of sales for the global market uh, first year out of college. So 
be patient, <laughs> uh, be open. Uh, and then I can't really, you know, say as much as you did, but uh, authentic relationship is key in yeah. what you're doing. So when you're networking with people, it truly is about authentic relationship, uh, knowing who they are, knowing what they're about. So um, to me, those are some key points to, uh, to keep in mind. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Career Warrior Podcast. Is there um, a way that we can find out more about you or even what the Austin Diocese is up to? Sure. Uh, I'm very active on social media. Scott Whitaker 95, pretty much all platforms uh, is nice. my handle. Uh, so you can find me there. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, of course, uh, LinkedIn uh, as well. Um, the work that I do is austindiocese.org. Uh, or Catholic Foundation, so catholicfdn.org. Uh, so the work that I do there is uh, all there online uh, for, for full display. You can see what we're doing uh, there. So uh, places you can find me. Awesome. And so for those of you who are listening and jogging or driving, we want you to be safe. So I will put Scott's um, LinkedIn and his social media handles in the description. Um, I'll also put the links to those two websites um, within the description as well. So you can check those out on whatever platform you're listening to. So Scott Whitaker, thanks so much for joining us today. You were fantastic. Thank you, Chris, for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity to tell, uh, tell my story and a little bit of our little world. So thank you. Perfect. So this concludes our 121st episode of the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you got some really good nuggets and, and takeaways. And, and really, we just want to shift your mindset more towards what good networking looks like. And maybe it really isn't a dirty word. Maybe it's something that is probably one of the best parts about being a human is building those authentic human connections. And um, like I said earlier in the podcast, I think Scott is a good example of that. And um, really just being honest, being patient and being kind with other people can take you a long way. So this concludes episode 121. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time. Thank you.